Pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. We're brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Just after 7.30, Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano joins the program. Outstanding win, terrific in every way, and most importantly, two words, stay alive, and that's what happened here uh, yesterday, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, it was. It was a, we, we had to do that. You know, we knew that. We talked about the most desperate team and the team that played the fastest would have a great chance to win. And I thought our guys did that uh, yesterday. And offensively, uh, we were able to score a lot of points. Defensively, we made uh, opportunistic stops at the right time. Special teams-wise, uh, again, making those field goals or points, that's huge. And and in the end, uh, came down to the final play and we got the win. Now, the old uh, NFC Central was the black and blue division with both teams running the ball as, as well as they did yesterday. It reminded me of that such game in a December. Obviously, no weather when you're indoors. Uh, and did you feel that that was the case? It was going to be a physical game against the Vikings. Yeah, we we, uh, we knew, number one, that the, the type of running game that they have and with Dalvin Cook being there and what he can do and, and all the play actions and screens that they run and from our end you know as you've seen the last couple weeks we feel like we're really getting our run game back on track and so it could have been one of those games it ended up being that and for David to get 32 carries um, you can see that that's uh, what he can do with that and the offensive line creating some holes with the tight ends and it just it opens up everything else all we were missing was the mud and the grime and the cold (laughs) right right you you like playing in those games when you were a kid right Yep, that's right. We we just uh, instead of that we had sixty eight degree weather on turf. <laughs> uh, ten teams have already been eliminated, uh, so you're one of the twenty two that are not, and that message must uh, be really resonating from you to the team right now. The way you guys are playing, it is, and and believe it or not, you know we we started with that message um, two weeks ago, and when we had four games left, we we talked about we have four games left. We can control what we can control, and that's that's winning one game at a time and it's it sounds like a coach cliche but and it is but um when you approach it the right way like our guys have and and it starts in practice we've had really good practices they're taking that to the game and now you get to see what happens that was a huge game yesterday it's a state in the obvious a division game with two teams that are fighting for their playoff hopes and their lives and for us to have it come down to the final play to get that win to celebrate afterwards but now realize that we've done nothing right we, we have won two games in a row but that means that doesn't mean anything so we have a, a a team that we all saw with the jets and the rams what happened yesterday that is going to come in here and try to do everything they can to to knock us off so we got to be prepared and we got to understand what we're getting into what has this offensive line as it's right now constructed unlocked for this offense just the ability to to um keep the defense guessing. And so you can't become one dimensional when you're able to get the run game going. And then you work off the run game with the bootlegs and the play actions. um, It's hard for linebackers. It's hard for safeties. It's hard for the D linemen. It just makes them have to guess a little bit, which means that you have a tick longer to get open on a route, which means you have, you might have a, just a a foot wider hole because they're not in the right gap. And, um, then it's, it's our job, right, when we're scheming throughout the week is to make sure that stuff fits. It looks the same, but it's different, and that's where we're at. Take us back to the idea when you guys are collaborating, your coaches and working with Juan, about the conversations presented to you, the options, the ideas of trying to get that offensive line, which was, you know, beset with injuries and whatnot. Did you ever say, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. And where was the belief in some of these guys? Because some were – a little bit of projection, obviously, because you, you really didn't know these guys. Sam Mustafer, one of them, obviously, and he's turned out to be 
maybe the most important move of the year. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that uh, there's there's moving parts throughout the season um, for for you schematically. There's moving parts throughout the season for you with personnel. And sometimes things happen for a reason. And, and for us, um, we had an idea and a feeling uh, in the week of practice heading into the Rams game, even though we didn't play well offensively. Uh, when you're speaking to Sam Mustafer, you could kind of see a, a really neat leadership of him in practice. He unfortunately got hurt and was out a few weeks. But um, he's he's really taken this new role, a starting role, and he's a he's just a leader, and guys feed off of that. There's a different mindset right now with that offensive line, and Alex Barr is the same thing. And in between Leno and Cody, who have worked together for a while, and the Fetty coming in here this year, it's a, it's a it's a combination that's really working. And um, then with what Juan is doing uh, with these guys and Donovan Rayola. Um, they're working well, there's communication and it's just, it's working on, it's working its way into every other position and guys are just making plays. Was there a gut feeling you had to believe in this five when it was presented to you? That feeling comes when you start seeing what goes on in practice, just the simplicities of when a play is called and the mentality of a guy like Sam Mustafer at center and how he handles that huddle. Um, there's extreme uh, focus from him. So every single play looks over to the sticks in practice and, and gives it down a distance. Every single play never misses it. Mm-hmm. Gets up to the line of scrimmage. The tempo is great. Points out the Mike linebacker, whether it's a run or pass, um, always hustling and finishing. And and these guys are all doing it. You know, they're all doing it. And, and, um, but Sam coming in here, just giving us that spark, like you said, it ends up being a big time move and it just, sometimes that's what you need. And, uh, uh, that's that's where we're at, and these guys are feeding off of it, and you feel it. You come to practice, you feel it. Well, and with Montgomery uh, running the as hard as he he finished all of his runs yesterday. I, I watched it three times already just because I loved it. I, I just loved the finish of the runs. Uh, he's getting small when he needs to. He's bursting when he needs to. And those guys up front, you can tell, you can tell they love blocking for him because they're being nasty. They're planting guys. Barr's planting a guy. Uh, Cody. I mean, there's just a lot of physicality right now. There is. And, you know, we were in the locker room afterwards, Jeff, and and right away in the celebration, and Cole Komet came up to me and, like, punched me in my chest like he always does. And and he said, uh, you know, we, we he said, one yard off, one yard off. I said, what are you talking about? He said, we were at 199. We, we predicted all week we were going to run for 200. And, uh, you know, so you have guys that when they're talking about that and they're setting goals when you don't even know that as a coach, that they're, they're creating their own goals or what they want to do. Uh, and then when you make that, you reach that goal, essentially, um, that, that's what's neat is you, you just have a, a – these guys are smiling out there. They're having fun. Look at them. They're, they're, I mean, go watch Mustafer on that touchdown run that David has from 14 yards out. Watch how excited he is and watch the smiles on these guys' faces and – the muscles are flexing and just they're having fun snap Trubisky extend the hand off right opening for Montgomery 10 5 into the end zone with a couple piggyback rides along the way touchdown Bears David Montgomery a two touchdown day now five in the month of December for Montgomery something only a couple of Bears in history have accomplished including Gail Sayers welcome back to the Bears coaches show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants a proud partner of the Chicago Bears learn more at whipley.com Jeff Joniak and Matt Nagy so eight forced missed tackles according to pro football focus by Montgomery nine runs resulted in first downs and this is a big stat. Doug Coletti, our statistician, has been doing it for 35 years with us, and he feels 
in winning football, 10 rushing first downs is a big deal. You had 13 yesterday. The last time you played the Vikings in week 10, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you feel that. And, you know, you go into that touchdown run that, that David had and just the, the – you, you, you literally – you can stop the play and realize – uh, what this offensive line did at the line of scrimmage, it, it totally changed it. What these tight ends did, what the wide receivers did. And then it comes down to, if you remember David's uh, first touchdown run last week for, for 80 yards, comes down to a safety having to make a play one-on-one with the back. And 41 came down and tried to make an arm tackle. It didn't work. You're not going to do that to 32. And he took, he carried the rest of the guys in the end zone. And um, that that's those are fun. Being an Iowa Stater, I, I know the entire history of David Montgomery – and followed him closely all his years there. And listening to Matt Campbell, and it's probably a part of the big reason you guys drafted him was what he did for the culture at that school. And look where they're at now, a top 10 team in the nation, and he gets a lot of credit for starting that process. So the leadership aspect of him, despite being early in his career, you have clearly underscored here as a significant development here in the second half of this season. What things... Are he, is he doing that reflect leadership? Oh, I would say this. Here's what I would say. So, so last year's rookie year, you know, there were some challenges and, and, and um, frustration because I think he thought, and he's admitted to me, you know, you're going to come in here and all of a sudden be just like you were in college, and it's not always that, that easy. And, and so we talked about this thing being a marathon, and one of these days it's going to click. And, and you're seeing that right now, and he's feeling that, and he deserves that because – Never once did he ever complain about, you know, not getting enough carries or or frustrated because of this or that. He just wants to win. And now you take that, combine it with um, the way he practices, Jeffy. I mean, every single play, we have to wait for him to run back because he always finishes to the goal line. And, and you know, it's worth the wait because now what you're seeing is a guy that finishes and other players see that. And here, you, here he is with a guy that just practices so hard. They see that. Now they want to practice just as hard, right? They have that accountability to do that. And so he deserves everything that he's getting right now because he is a selfless individual that only cares about winning. But now he's getting a lot of credit because he's, he's doing so many good things. But he'll be the first to tell you it's because of the big O line and tight ends and wide receivers and everybody else but him. And that's that's just who he is. I found it interesting. I read some of Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated. You guys spoke after the game. Evidently, he wrote a story on Mitchell Trubisky, and a couple things stick out. One, you, you called him uh, a satisfier. So a lot of people in his ear over the years on how to lead, how to be successful. I'm assuming that's people inside and outside the building. And that you told him at one point, after making the decision to go to Nick, it could have wind up being one of the greatest things that's ever happened to you. Can you delve into that a little more? When I, when I say that, and, you know, and I, I've told Mitchell this, is um, sometimes for all of us, no matter how old we are, things happen in our lives where you just say, why, why in the heck is this happening to me right now? Like, you know, I, I've done this or I've done that. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. And it can be um, really frustrating, upset. It can make you mad. Uh, and then people take it two ways. They can either um, – be negative or they can be positive. It's really not that hard. And you either choose one or you choose the other. And then you, you, you learn. And well, what he's done is he's taken the positive route. And now whenever that opportunity would come, be ready for it, be prepared for it. And that's what's happened with him. In my opinion, I think that when this all went down, um, it really kind of reset and reshifted and it allowed him to step back and realize where he's at. 
And he, instead of being negative about it and just falling off, you know, the, 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 just falling off and falling away from everybody and everything, he went the other way. And he said, darn it, if I ever get an opportunity again, I'm going to come here and I'm going to do it this way. And the way he's doing it right now is really, really good. And, and there's other people around that are helping out. And it's, but again, regardless of where his future is um, and, and his career, right, all that stuff, regardless of that, he has turned this into a really good story. And it's a credit to him. And so I just go back to that day. It's hard. That was a hard conversation for me. It was a hard conversation for him. But credit to him for handling this thing the right way. And now he's just going day by day, and he's in a great place. The Chicago Bears and Proven IT are supporting Chicago small businesses. Thalia Hall is this week's Small Business All-Pro. Visit chicagobears.com slash smallbusinessallpros to learn more. Final segment with Coach here on the Bears Coaches Show with Chuck Pagano coming up at the bottom of the hour here. All right, let's uh, try to do some quick hitters. So I, I, I had a three-point stance after the game. A revival to relevance. So that's big, and, and it should be resilience because you played the first six games of the year that way. You fought through the storm, and now you're playing that way again, resilient. Uh, the clutch touch, fourth down conversion stops by the Bears defense. Guys like John Jenkins, Bilal Nichols, Brent Urban, all those guys up front along with Akeem Hicks uh, making those things happen. The significance of that. And then I, I call it a family affair because you talk about family, you talk about love, how these guys are playing together and for the next man uh, for the man next to them and all these little contributions uh, we could list so many that made a difference even the Allen Robinson catch where he didn't go out of bounds in the fourth quarter it didn't result in a drive for points Mitch's throw was intercepted but it chewed up clock on the back end of the game it would have made a difference potentially with the Vikings so those things have a domino effect am I on the right track with all those points here Absolutely. No, for sure. And those are the type of, those are the types of plays that you just talked about that we'll show on Tuesday to the team, because sometimes they don't show up in the paper, but they do show up uh, uh, with us and, and through our position coaches. When we see stuff like that, I'll give you another one too. And and this is, this is one that I thought um, you see so many times is that last play of the game. If you go back and watch that, that Hail Mary that they had, um, there's a lot of inside linebackers in that point in time that when they're running with a full steam ahead, they're going to go ahead and just fly at the quarterback and, and hit him as hard as they can. And then typically what happens is you get a rough in the passer and an extra play 15 yards closer. You go back and watch that and you'll see Roquan did everything that he possibly could do to affect Kirk to where he does it without hitting him and getting that penalty. And I told him on the plane last night that, that that's, a, that's a small thing right there that is a big deal that allowed us to not give them another play. And we had a bunch of those throughout the well, game. Well, Brent Urban did the same thing. Same thing on that fourth down. As same we brought thing. it up on the broadcast, I thought that was fantastic. Because you're right. I, I dare say 90% of the time, it's go hit him. Yeah. Hit him and hit him hard. Drive him in. That's just the, the mindset of a defensive player. Yeah, it's how they're wired, you know. And, and so it just goes to show the football IQ that Roquan had, the football IQ that Herbs had on that. And – um, like you said, with Allen Robinson staying in bounds and chewing up another 40 seconds in a crucial time, um, you know, even with Mitchell on the on the third down run where the defensive end shot the gap uh, and, and made a tough block for um, Cole, Mitchell, instead of losing three yards and running backwards, because he very easily could have because the design of the play was to go outside the tackle. He cut it up inside and just 
he, he did not make a bad play worse. Those are the little things that help you with that field goal. Mitch's interception. I just want to touch on one thing about it. Okay, so maybe you make a handful of those over your career, but you start to shrink them over time in the same situation. Do you think that happens with a quarterback? Yeah, you, you will. You learn through experience. Now, I will say this: his decision was right. The throw just—it just the ball got. You could see after he threw it, he kind of jumped in the air because he knew it's like when you, you know, you just know it. And the second he released the ball, he knew it was off a little bit. He jumped because he just he had a feel. And then the corner made a good play. But yeah, the more of those that you have uh, situationally, you want to be able to shrink those and reduce those. So that, you know, in, in, in those situations, you're, you're throwing a touchdown pass, you know, but he's doing that right now. And that's that's the that's the good thing about where we're at. All right. Pro Bowl voting in. You got a couple of starters. Khalil Mack, outside linebacker. Cordero Patterson. No question uh, in the kick return game. Yeah. Happy for those guys. And again, uh, you know, it's, it's all, always very difficult. To, there's so many guys that are. Uh, noteworthy of different positions, and and those two guys right there, I think uh, it's stating the obvious. They they uh, they really help us out, and you know if it was up to up to me or up to a lot of our coaches, there'd be a lot more on that list too. But it is what it is, and I'm proud of those guys that they did. They're well deserved uh, for that. Don't athlete. don't know the Jaguars that great yet. Starting to dig into that, but we do know they have the Rockford running back James Robinson, who's had a heck of a rookie year. Yeah, no doubt. And again, they've been in games this year now, and they they play hard. And I go back and you you, you talk about the Vikings game they played. It came down to the last second field goal. A few weeks prior to that, they had they gave Green Bay everything they wanted. So they're. Uh, you know, they're right there. And, and our guys, trust me, we will know that. We will be very aware of that. And we're going to have a great week of practice mentally, physically. And uh, and now it's just about going out there. And, and of those four games that we had left, trying to get number three. Yeah, they have six one-score losses. They beat the Colts in the opener and have lost 13 in a row. Oh, so much more to talk about after a great win like this and a lot of optimism. But uh, we're out of time. So it's on to Chuck Pagano. <laughs> Matt, congratulations. Have a great Christmas week. I know it's, it's work. It's work. But there's a little family in there, too. And Merry Christmas to your family. Thanks, Jeff. All the best to you, too, man. Merry Christmas. Give it to Dalvin Cook. He stood up and stonewalled. They stop him on fourth and inches. The front wall unpenetrable. And the Bears are going to take over and downs deep in the Vikings' territory. Back on the Bears Coaches Show with Chuck Pagano, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. One of two fourth down stops by the guys up front. Those were exhilarating moments in the game and must Halves. Huge, huge plays, obviously. And uh, to be able, we consider those turnovers. You know, they're not, they don't go in as takeaways, you know, on, on the stat sheet. But anytime you can turn the ball over on downs like that, we put it in that category. And our goal is always to get, you know, three, score on defense, all that stuff. But uh, those were, those were monster plays. And the guys did a great job of executing. We got, you know, great push in the middle and you know, the, the last one, the boot pass, I mean, was just, I mean, incredible. Uh, you know, Big Herb got pressure on the quarterback. Khalil was actually in coverage on that and, and did a great job of, of covering that guy. And seemed like that ball hung in the air forever. Oh. We were all sitting there on the sideline just waiting for that thing to just land incomplete, you know. But it was a nice job by the guys. Oh, that one. How about the Hail Mary? That one seemed to hang in the air, and it starts uh, ping-ponging around, and you just put your hands on your head oh. and your stomach. I mean, seriously, when you're as a coach, and you've been a, a coach for a long time, I mean, what's that do, do to your insides? I mean, are you just 
breathless? No, it rips your guts out because you're sitting there and they got time. They're reviewing the other one. So we're all talking. Okay, what's the best thing to do? You got seven seconds, 10 seconds. They tried to quick out, you know, to get a couple yards. You know, will they do that again? They go in downtown. You know, I faced, you know, Coach Kubiak, who's, uh, you know, as good as they are in the business of calling plays. Um, and, you know, when he was at Houston and, and I figured they, they're going to go, they're going to go up top on this one with seven seconds to go. And uh, yeah, you just, you see your life flash right before your, your eyes, you know, and that thing's like up in the air. And then, you know, some guys were in great position. Uh, some other guys weren't. Eddie did a nice job. Sherrick's on the ground. Sherrick gets off the ground. You know, they got a guy sitting there just waiting for that ball to happen to get, you know, obviously we preached knock it down and it got tipped up. The, the guy, 81, did a nice job of tipping that thing up. And thank God Cheryl, you know, it landed in Cheryl's lap. Big sigh of relief, you know, once that's over and get on your hands and knees and start thanking God. <laughs> you know, that's why they call it the Hail Mary, you know. All right. I mean, it's exhilarating for everybody involved and certainly for the fans watching. And it's uh, it's great when it, ha- it leans in your direction, of course. But, you know, you say you see your life flash in front of you. You, you are seeing a season flash in front of you. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, and it uh, seems like we've been in that situation uh, a lot this year, you know, where it comes down to the final play. Um, so I think, you know, that's a good thing because our guys have confidence, you know, in themselves and each other and, and executing those things. And um, we've got out of a bunch of pickles this year. And, and again, this one, no bigger than this one because it, it keeps you in the hunt, you know, keeps you in the conversation. Yeah, you guys are now six and five in one score games out of the 14 games you've played this year. So a lot of tight game experience. That benefits, though, a team, you know, down the stretch in, in the clutch moments at when every single snap matters. All right, let's talk Bilal Nichols because uh, at least on defense, a case can be made. No player has risen more and been more impactful than Bilal Nichols. Uh, is that a fair statement? Yeah, you're spot on with that. He's our, you know, player of the game, you know, this week. and uh, You know, he'll get a game ball and all that stuff, but um, he, he's doing a he's doing a phenomenal job, and, and Jay uh, does a great job with him. And, and you know, Shane Tobe came over uh, from the offense a year ago, and now he's on the defensive side of the ball, and he's a bright, bright young coach and really, really smart. And he's been doing a great job of of diagnosing because he's been he's an old lineman, so he understands, and he was on the offensive side, so he understands offensive line play inside and out protections this that and the other so he's been doing some stuff for those guys and in particular Bilal uh just tips notes this that and the other how how guys are you know from a pass protection run blocks all that stuff and uh so a lot of credit goes to go to goes to Jay and and to Shane you know Shane Tobe you know for uh you know and Coach Nagy pointed that out this morning you know as we as we talked as a defense about the game but um, yeah, the kids, the kids playing his, his motor is, is always running hot. And like you said, he's gaining a, a ton of confidence and he's going out there. He's having fun. He's, he's got, a, uh, you know, he's on a mission and, uh, he's one of those selfless guys that do anything for this team. Hey bears fans, when shopping for your game day celebrations, don't forget to pick up your favorite variety of Lay's potato chips and Tostitos, Tostitos and Lay's an essential part of the game day tradition and the official chip of your Chicago bears go bears. 
Win prizes every day until December 24th with the 12 Days of Bears Giveaways Sweepstakes. Enter at ChicagoBears.com and double your chances with the Bears official app brought to you by Verizon. Here with Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano breaking down the win over the Minnesota Vikings. Let's talk about your defensive backs. I want to start with the veteran safeties, first of all. You didn't have Deion Bush yesterday, but your reliance in situational uh, play with the DeAndre Houston Carson, Sherrick McManus, and Deion when he's in there. What? What is the value of that for you as a, as a defensive coordinator in terms of coming up with ideas and plans for all these different offenses you're facing and, and you're getting good play out of all of them? Yeah, those guys give you a ton of versatility, um, you know, because not only, you know, do they come in and, you know, in situations and, um, you know, back up, you know, to, you know, Eddie and, and Gip, but, you know, they know that they know the defense inside and out, you know, Sean and Deshay do a great job with those guys, uh, but their, their versatility to be able to, put together, you know, a dime package, you know, Minnesota had been uh, running a bunch of O2 personnel uh, leading up to our game, uh, which is three wideouts and two tight ends, no backs, obviously, but, uh, you know, so we wanted to get into a dime package and, and uh, again, the guys come up with uh, some great coverage ideas uh, coaching wise and, um, you know, Sean and Deshea and, and those guys go out and execute and you can throw them anywhere. You know, we got, uh, a bunch of personnel groups and, you know, whether they're playing deep, deep parts of the field, underneath coverage, zone, man, uh, they do it. They do a great job. And, um, you know, they study really hard. They put a lot of time in. Uh, again, they're two guys that you can really count on. You know, they're going to be prepared and, and it doesn't matter what situation you put them in. Like Sherrick, I mean, he played two plays of defense and Shoot, he had to play the game, the interception at the end to seal it. So he's going to get a game ball too, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you decide that or does someone, Matt, decide who gets the game balls or is it a collaboration? Collaboration. There you go. Um, yeah. Let, let's talk about the young kids uh, because they were thrown in against a, a very talented uh, skill set group from Minnesota there. Uh, it's, it's a dangerous group. It's a dangerous group. And that tight end also, uh, Irv Smith Jr. is a dangerous weapon thrown into into the mix. So I, I don't care that Kyle Rudolph didn't play. That that kid can play football. So we're talking about Duke Shelley. We're talking about Kendall Vildor. How'd they grade out for you? You know what? They they did a nice job. They're, they're very, very competitive. Again, uh, you know, Deshea does a great job with those, with those corners and, uh, you know, um, they prepared extremely well. They practiced well and, um, they had, you know, they had a few glitches like everybody has, you know, or 10, 12 year veteran guys, you know, have those, have those moments. Every, it seemed like we just spread it around a little bit yesterday, you know, a couple, you know, plays here and there, it was on one guy, then the next guy, but those guys, those guys battle, you know, and, and to start that game, you know, we start with a sack and then get a, get a run stop by Danny and then. Vildor coming up and, and getting 33 on the ground on a third and 16 play, you know, we're in a, uh, obviously a, a, a dime package and he comes up out of nowhere and gets that guy on the ground. That's a great open field tackle. Duke Shelley, you know, uh, in coverage, uh, quarterback scrambles and he's about to, you know, make the line to gain It's third and nine. And, and Kyle comes up and wraps him up low. And then he, he delivers the wood on, on cousins and, and uh, keeps them short of the line again. It's fourth and one. We get the stop, you know, and the rest is history. But those guys went went out there and, and they battled and, and played well. It was great experience for them. And they'll be better, you know, uh, down the road for it. But really, really proud of those guys. They're, they're very competitive. They're, they're, you know, they're tough. They're smart. And, and they want to do good. 
They did run the ball with one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in football. And you talked about, uh, I loved your analogy, and it was very sensory. You can feel what you were saying about, uh, what was it, BBs on a tin can, <laughs> which was a great quote. I love that quote. Did, did that happen that way enough for you? Because, yes, they did get yards. They got some points. They ran the ball. But in situations, as you just uh, outlined here, you guys are outstanding. Yeah, no, again, the, the, the couple third downs, you know, the red area, a couple stops, uh, the fourth downs. But, you know, uh, we did get that, uh, you know, at times. But then at, at other times, you know, they, they out-executed us. And, um, you know, he can make you miss, and he broke some tackles. Uh, and, you know, we set, we set a goal, you know, for ourselves. We didn't, we didn't meet that goal with holding him to a certain number. And, um, again, he's a great back. Um, a great, great back, and and they did a good job of blocking, and and uh, again, we didn't execute all the time like we wanted to, and I could have done a better job from a call standpoint of putting the guys in some some different situations, you know, and um, but we'll look at you know we'll look at it tomorrow with the guys, and and we'll clean it up, and then and then we move on to to Jacksonville. Back here on the Bears Coaches Show, one more time with Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. I have so much to talk about, but not enough time. Uh, one, got to talk about Danny. Danny was all over the place yesterday. Danny Trevathan. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he played a great game. Um, he's physical, tough inside, um, sideline to sideline. Again, um, you know, you just can't you just can't say enough about him and uh, the way he leads, the way he plays. You know, he's he's not one of those guys that says a lot. He just does a lot. You know, he does a lot in the locker room. He does a lot at practice. He he does a lot in the meetings. He makes sure that uh, I'm on point. He makes sure that his teammates are on point. He makes sure that we don't have any gray, uh, you know, in any of our calls. You know, and if there is, we'll get together and we'll say, you know, do we need this? And he goes, no, we don't need this. This is probably too, com- you know, could cause a bad plague, a little bit too confusing. So he does so much behind the scenes that nobody sees. Everybody sees, you know, in, in that preparation, they get to see the byproduct of that, you know, on game day is is him flying around and, and making plays all over the place. Does this game against Jacksonville make you nervous? Just like the Rams uh, felt oh, with the Jets. Can, it's a trap. It's it's, and our guys, and, and Coach Nagy will do a great job. You know, it's a, it's a you know, loaded with a trap. You're going to sunny Florida. It's sunshine. It's, you know, all the all the stuff that comes with that, and you know, you got a one in thirteen club. All that. But just look at the games, and look at the scores, and look at the talent. It's pro football, and uh, our guys will handle it appropriately. We'll handle it appropriately, and we'll prepare just like we always prepare for anybody. Because um, you know how this this deal is uh, in this league. I mean. You don't take anybody for granted. We, we've won a couple games, and the worst thing we can do is take our foot off the gas right now, exhale, you know, just, you know, start feeling good. Some guys, you know, they start talking nice about you again when you win. And, you know, when they say all that nice stuff when you win, it ain't true. And when they say all that bad stuff when you lose, that ain't true. Somewhere in the middle is where, you know, reality lies. You know, so we got to stay there, you know, and, and we got to – we just got to – we got to stay the course and respect – we talk about respecting the process – you know, and, and that process is, is preparation, preparation, preparation. And you don't take anything for granted. Take no games for granted. We put ourselves in positions, you know, stay in this conversation and and uh, we'll prepare for, for them and and, uh, uh, and treat it the way it needs to be treated. All right, last week, I only have like 
20 seconds. Max a pro bowler again. That announcement coming out. How do you feel about it? Who's that? Khalil Mack, pro well, bowler. He's a surprise. He's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Just messing with you. Well, congratulations to him, obviously. Yeah, he's what a what a great talent, but just a great human being. You you know, everybody in that building knows he's such a special kid. And uh I've said selfless a hundred times. He's he's a selfless dude. All he cares about is is winning, you know, and he's very humble and 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 you know, filled with grit and gratitude. So love that kid, his teammates love him and proud of him and congratulations to him that's awesome all right chuck congratulations on getting the win and we will talk to you uh, down the road and merry christmas to you and your family same to you jeff take care man that's going to wrap tonight's show thanks to producers jordan treadup dan barilli andy gersher and lisa fielding and for bears head coach matt nagy and defensive coordinator chuck pagano i'm jeff joniak wishing you a pleasant good evening bears jacksonville 9 a.m pregame noon kickoff on sunday this is news radio 780 and 105.9 fm wbbm good night everybody